It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Miami Dolphins posted a shutout of the New York Jets in Week 15 to drop their scoring average for the season to just 21 points per game. A look at the Dolphins' defensive performance and some of these standouts here today on Locked On Dolphins. You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day. We don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase on last-minute tickets with the lowest prices guaranteed. We checked the tape on the offense yesterday, finished overnight watching the tape of the defense, and well, when you end up posting... Uh, 103 yards from scrimmage allowed, 80 passing yards, have four turnovers, uh, allow zero points. There's <laughs> not too much that you're going to be able to say to quantify the, the game performance from a uh, execution standpoint. One team simply to have that little offensive production did not execute in any level. And you could go through the one-on-one matchups of Andrew Van Ginkle and Bradley Chubb on the edge, and that's where we're going to start with Bradley Chubb. But you can go through the guys on the edge, and you could say that Mekhi Becton and Billy Turner were in hell all game, and they were. You could talk about the Dolphins uh, popping out the Jalen Ramsey lockdown corner situation, which they did for Garrett Wilson for a period of the game. Garrett got his wins. Jalen got more than more than his share of his. But the ball just didn't get there because the execution of this offense was non-existent. And that's not to diminish anything that the Dolphins did because I think you saw a lot of textbook reps on film from the Dolphins' defense. But you always do put it through a lens when the production's that bad on the other side. You come in with the understanding that they ain't doing what they're supposed to do. Because an NFL offense ain't supposed to roll out here for 60 minutes, regardless of whether it's Zach Wilson, Trevor Simeon, uh, or Aaron Rodgers with a torn Achilles and have 103 yards offense. <laughs> As evidenced by, uh, that, that's like up there in the all-time lexicon of Dolphins defensive performances. Like, this is on that list, along with, like, the no-name defense. <laughs> it's um, pretty eye-opening to see how some of these, these numbers measure up. But we should talk about Bradley Chubb. Uh, as the first notable standout as an individual performer for me against the Jets. Uh, that'll happen when you post three sacks and you're all over the field and you force two fumbles. He and, and I went on WQAM with Joe Rose on the Joe Rose show this morning and was, was talking about Bradley Chubb a little bit. The way that he's moving at this time of year, 
is really kind of the embodiment of why this player was a first round pick and a top 10 overall pick back in the day when the Broncos made him that kind of draft selection. Go back and rewatch the first sack, the forced fumble on Zach Wilson that put the Dolphins down on the one, one and a half yard line, uh, set up the first touchdown of the game. And watch Bradley Chubb. He rushes around the offensive right side. So he's the defensive at left end, and that's in itself unique. He largely has spent the vast majority of his time thus far this season on the uh, defensive right side, and he moved around a little bit. And he takes his pass rush, and he gets up to, to kind of the depth of where you would want to turn the corner if the quarterback was going to stand in the pocket and throw the ball with Billy Turner. And then there's an interior exchange where it looks like center Joe Tittman drops Christian Wilkins turns him loose uh, for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> this completely pushes to a two-man surface as the third guy there and leaves Christian Wilkins behind. So Christian Wilkins is right up the gut. And Zach Wilson does what Zach Wilson has shown for so much of his time uh, a frequency to do, which is I'm going to bail out of there and I'm going to try to get outside the pocket and extend the play. Well, Christian Wilkins chases him down. But it's at the point where Bradley Chubb gets to the apex of the turn of the pocket. And Wilson flushes back. And the angle is now suddenly there. And watch how he explodes into the finish. Watch how the switch flips. And this 270, 275-pound defensive end so rapidly and so violently finishes that play and dislodges the football. I think it's a great embodiment. You know, Bradley Chubb was this super polarizing player for a lot of Dolphins fans at the trade deadline last year because their other first-round pick in 2023 got stripped away courtesy of all of the allegations from the Brian Flores suit and the tampering with Tom Brady and, and Sean Payton and all that stuff, right? You lose a first-round pick. You, you've still lost a, a, an additional draft pick from that this year, a meaningful pick. But then they say, okay, we have to. We still have the one. We're in good shape. It's San Francisco's. And then they traded at the deadline for Bradley Chubb. And Bradley Chubb comes in and has a high ankle sprain. And uh, it's really polarizing for a lot of Dolphins fans because the raw production that is so easy to identify is not necessarily there. Now, I did a whole project that charted, and you could probably go back and find it, it charted the pressure rate for the Dolphins' defense with and without Bradley Chubb on the field. It was like 16% increase in pressures in games in which Bradley Chubb was on the field, regardless of whether or not he was finishing the plays, whether he was logging the pressures or somebody else was, and whether or not he was getting sacks. But the Bradley Chubb that you've seen, and you're seeing in the middle of December this year, is a totally different animal. He's overwhelming Mackay Becton with finesse. He's overwhelming uh, interior offensive line and Lakin Tomlinson with, with power as he's stunting and crashing down into a gap. He's overwhelming the quarterback with his ability to accelerate through contact and force a fumble. He bends around the outside edge, and Trevor Simeon kind of double clutches, and he's got that dumb Aaron Rodgers carriage with the ball where it's down here like, like it's on his belt buckle, and Bradley Chow co comes around the end and Boom, pops that ball out for a second force fumble of the game. He recovers the fumble, a textbook play, right? So you, you understand the Jets have had their injuries, but understand this is not just Bradley Chubb against the Jets. 
Bradley Chubb is sixth in the NFL in pressures entering week 16, or sixth in the AFC in pressures entering week 16, excuse me, amongst all edge defenders. Sixth. And he's got nine and a half sacks. So you're seeing the sack measure and the sack rate align a little bit more with the value of the pressures. And it's a good embodiment of like process over results as far as how you evaluate any individual talent at any given point in time. Uh, Chris Long actually just, he was on with Kevin Clark of um, at least the ringer and, and had a really great snippet about context and how context matters for every situation for every player in the league. And the context of Bradley Chubb last year and the player you were seeing that was playing through injury versus the player you got right now, it's he's good enough along with the effort that you're getting from Andrew Van Ginkle, who tore Billy Turner up <laughs> in this football game. Um, I think it is enough for you to, as well as anyone possibly could, mitigate the loss of Jalen Phillips. And the, the Dolphins will sorely miss Jalen Phillips, but Bradley Chubb is worth every dime and every bit of that first-round draft pick right now that they sent for him. He is worth it. Go watch him play. And it's again, it's not just the Jets. And we'll sit here and we'll talk about the helmet toss and how he got fined and gave the Titans four points. Oh, I'm looking forward to hard knocks tonight because Mike McDaniel, you can be rest assured. You know, we've seen the one minute clip from NFL films talked about how everybody lost that game together because yeah, Bradley Chubb throws his helmet on an easily avoidable play on a quarterback scramble that would have set you up for a field goal attempt. They get a first down out of it, and they score a touchdown. Bradley Chubb went on the field when they blocked uh, a field goal that also would have won you the game Early, later in the, in the game after that exchange. Bradley Chubb wasn't on the field when the offense uh, stalled out at the 45-yard line on the final two-minute offense situation. So I'm not going to pin the Titans' loss on Bradley Chubb, and instead in looking at the way he played after that moment, and the way he played against the Jets, and looking at the entire body of work, this is one of your best football players. Bradley Chubb is one of the best. If I had to put him on the big board, he's probably one of the five best football players on this team right now. And that says a lot because you got a lot of really talented players between Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddell and Tua Tungvaloa and a healthy Toronto Armstead. Although I, I, it, and we talked about it yesterday. Toronto looked as good as he's looked in a long time. But the, the flashes of that are, are only inter, intermittent. Jalen Ramsey, Christian Wilkins, Javon Holland win healthy. The, the Bradley Chubb's top five most impactful and talented player on this football team right now. And he took over this game against the Jets, which is what you expect elite players to do, especially when you're missing 60% of your nickel secondary uh, that was not out there to play in this game. Speaking of that secondary, we're going to talk about the replacement safeties next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so stick with us. If you're feeling frisky and thinking about going to the Rock on Sunday, Dolphins versus Cowboys, Week 16. Dolphins, a chance to clinch a playoff berth with a win. But you don't have tickets yet. I got good news for you. Game Time is here to help. Game Time is obsessed with finding you ways to save money on buying tickets. They're the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase. They give you the view from your seat before you hit buy. They give you no hidden fees so that you know what dollar amount 
you're going to be putting into your shopping cart when you make a commitment on a ticket before you check out. And you can buy tickets in just a few taps on your phone. They also offer things like zone deals and flash deals for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And you get the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section row for less. Game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, use code locked on NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms do apply, but again, that's create an account, redeem code locked on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today on last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So, Dolphins played this game, and one of the big sources of, I guess, apprehension is you know you're playing without Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott. Uh, you have Brandon Jones and Elijah Campbell, and this is a has always been a pro Elijah Campbell podcast. Uh, I think that's one th- one cool thing about this game, and we'll talk about Duke Riley a little later. But um, a couple of guys that when I was down at training camp, I, I thought could have had a chance to carve out really nice roles for this football team, uh, and maybe haven't had a chance to uh, do that with consistency, but had a chance to play bigger roles for the Dolphins, specifically on defense against the Jets, and they made the most of their opportunities and they played outstanding football games, which I thought was super cool, um, including Elijah Campbell. So you're coming into the game, you know that the secondary has had some communication issues at the end of the game against Tennessee. You had some communication issues uh, against Buffalo earlier in the season. You had some communication issues with when you were missing all your corners against Philadelphia on the back end of your defense. You're coming in without Holland and Elliott, and he, you say, oh boy, we better strap up. This is going to be a ride. And was it always perfect? No. I still think in coverage, uh, Brandon Jones at times uh, is a little late to sense when he needs to steepen his angle. Uh, there was one of the few explosive plays that the Jets had was effectively just a slant route uh, that wrapped around the hook curl player and Brandon Jones was the high safety on that half of the field. And as he sees the ball coming and the throw, he steps down, but the ball hits the receiver in stride. Who's then able to outrun and outpace his angle as he's attempting to squeeze the catch point. So like little things like that, I I think are still, you acknowledge Brandon's always been better closer to the line of scrimmage instead of being a deep safety. But the irony is he gets two interceptions in this game for being a deep safety. The first one was a shot play to Randall Cobb that uh, pressure facilitated the ball to come out early. I think the thing that was most encouraging about it was I think Brandon would have got there either way. Ideally, the ball was left short and inside. Bad place to miss when you got high safety. Brandon goes up, gets the ball. You get an interception. He runs it back to about the 40-yard line. Big 
you know, stem of momentum for the Dolphins defense. If that ball had been thrown over the outside shoulder and, and in the bucket on the sideline, and pressure helped hurry the throw, so he acknowledged that it's complementary team defense, uh, I still think he would have had enough range to get there and disrupt the pass. The second one was a miscommunication. Receiver breaks off a stem. Simeon has to throw the ball early because I think he got hit every time he dropped back to throw in this football game. And Eli Apple is getting ready to Willie Mays this thing and run underneath of it. And Brandon Jones uh, runs over there and high points the football, which, hey, don't make sure that you, if you have a chance to high point the football and secure a turnover, go secure a turnover. It was funny to watch Eli Apple's reaction on the film. though. <laughs> he had his hands out like he's running, running underneath this ball to catch it. And Brandon Jones leaps in front of him and snatches the ball. And Eli just kind of keeps running with his hands out and, and then just kind of like puts his eyes up to the sky like, why? Um, but uh, right, you got to high point those opportunities on those deep shots down the field. And Brandon Jones did that and secured uh, his second and third career interceptions, which is very cool. Elijah Campbell. Had a couple of really nice plays. He obviously had the uh, whole shot pass breakup where the corner is squatting flat. I believe they were in base defense here. And Cater Kohu has to squat flat. And then Elijah Campbell has to get up over the top. And they try to put it in what's referred to as the honey hole in cover two or, or two zone where the corner underneath has to account for the flat. And then over the top, is the safety and along the sideline there's a pocket at about 12 to 15 yards in between those two defenders where theoretically you could get that ball up and down if you get it in a hurry well campbell transitions and he gets over there and he reaches his hand out and he breaks up this past i believe it was alan lazard uh right along the sideline in the honey hole of this two d uh, two zone defense it's a really nice play had a couple opportunities where he is not the deep safety and their split field coverages and he's spinning down into the box and he's feeling and sensing opportunities to fit against the run. Uh, good presence as a tackler. Uh, I, I thought both guys played as admirably as you possibly could to step into the void that's, that's being left by uh, the caliber of Dolphins safeties that were not in for this game and i think the best way to to boil down the elijah campbell observation is this here's his snap counts defensively for the season he was inactive the first two games you remember he got hurt at the end of preseason and we were worried we might lose him for the year 16 reps against the broncos they were up by 50 points at one point in that game so yeah the backups are going to play three Zero, four, five, zero, 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 ten against the Jets. You were up 21 points in that game. The backups are going to play. Three against the Commanders. You're up 30 in that game. You get a handful of reps. Tennessee, 18. Elliott goes into concussion protocol. Javon Holland's already out. It's a late elevation. 58. 100% of the snaps against the Jets. That's really meaningful snaps in a safety-oriented defense where your exposures to different things and switch releases and bunch sets and all of the checks that this defense provides for their safeties to have tools to make this, the covered shell right behind the, the front. The more reps that you get in experiencing that, you have to have reps. Case in point, the Dolphins' defense has become more exotic as the season has gone on 
but you've seen Brandon Jones has gotten progressively better. Elijah Campbell now getting progressively better, and he took more snaps in this game. Let me make sure this is a factual statement. 16, 23, 28, 38, 41, 51, 59. He took one less snap. That's why you do the math. Not a math guy, though. One less snap in week 15 than he had taken defensively in the previous 14 weeks combined. And his special teams, he was playing 20-plus snaps on special teams a week, and it went down to four because he had to get elevated and play the defensive role, which is in part why you saw Ethan Bonner get elevated and, and play some. So I, I thought this, this was a really promising development for the Dolphins, and yes, you understand Jets couldn't lock anybody up front. They got one real weapon in the passing game in Garrett Wilson, and Jalen Ramsey followed him around. But there were not guys running butt naked all over this secondary that you just couldn't get the ball to. They actually executed, and you got reps, and you got experience. So if you get pressed down the stretch, you can bank on these reps and hope the guy can get it right and not have what happened against Tennessee happen again. And I go back to that one-minute clip from NFL Films from Mike McDaniel and Hard Knocks after the Tennessee game, talking to the guys in the auditorium, saying, let's talk, let's take 20 minutes to talk about why this game is the best thing that's ever happened to us. And why is that the case? Because we're going to make it so. Getting guys reps in the ways in which there was a colossal failure systemically across all three phases of the game, plus coaching. Learning lessons from that and now protecting yourself from that and getting a guy like Elijah Campbell, even if it wasn't planned from an injury perspective, is beneficial. That was a job well done. We're going to finish talking about Duke Riley next year on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as, uh, as possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. This is not just another job board. LinkedIn is a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates, so much so that 86% of small businesses report acquiring one qualified candidate within 24 hours of their job listing. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are showing so many hats that your hiring process may not be as robust or fulfilled as you would ideally like it to be. It's a good thing LinkedIn makes this easy, intuitive, and quick. They've even just launched a feature that helps write job descriptions making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Duke freaking Riley, man. Uh, he's playing his, his rear end off. He's playing his tail off right now. And it's been really impressive to watch him step into this role 
including the Washington game, uh, including the effort that he gave as a part of the Tennessee game, which was not an ideal ending, but that doesn't mean there's not redeeming things to take from it. Over the course of the last three games, he's played about 150 snaps, 149 snaps to be exact, defensively for the Dolphins. And he's making plays in the passing game. He's breaking up passes one-on-one. He's fitting again in the box, him and David Long having good communication. He's being a, a reliable tackler. He's got range. He got a half a sack in this game, showing some pressure ability. Ran through Dalvin Cook like he was a, a traffic cone. Stepping up in the A-gap, Dalvin Cook trying to pass protect. Duke Riley runs right through him. And this is a guy, Duke Riley, who you go back to when he first joined the Dolphins in 2021. I thought he was a really likable player. Now, he was predominantly a special teams guy. In 2021, he played uh, 33 more snaps for the Dolphins special teams unit than he did on defense. He sees a bump last year before re-signing a contract to come back on a two-year deal for the Dolphins this year and next year. But his defensive snaps have gone from 227 to 368 to now 232, and he's a starting inside linebacker for this defense. If the front can protect him and David Long, and, and they have their moments where they get on their horse and they go and they can smack in the mouth at the line of scrimmage, but they're smaller-bodied players. If the front can successfully protect these two linebackers, I do the one thing I will say, and I have been quick to uh, dismiss any Dolphins fans who said that Jerome Baker um, hasn't been a meaningful and valuable starter to this team. But the one discrepancy that I think can make the Dolphins better with Duke Riley versus Jerome Baker, I think Duke's more fluid in coverage. I think Duke is a more impactful coverage option. I think he's got better range. Where Jerome, it's the communication aspect of being the green dot player that obviously has a ton of value. I think he's a little bit more physical filtering through blocks. He's built up his body since he came out of Ohio State to be a more versatile player. But if you get teams into passing situations and obvious passing situations, Duke, I would argue, gives you a better ceiling to the, the middle of the field ability to cover. I think he can mirror backs out of the backfield a little bit more effectively than Jerome can. So I think that that's uh, to see Duke now play this game and the game against Tennessee where he's filtering through all of this traffic and he's successfully scraping and he's successfully forcing and he's successfully tackling in the box. And you can see kind of the confidence starting to grow. It's a big break for Miami to have a guy like Duke Riley who's ready to step up and is taking the opportunity by the horns. Because an injury to a thin linebacker room, one could very easily point to and say that that is a, a devastating turn of events for the defense. But this defense, let's keep the communication right on the back end with the quarterbacks of the, of the defense, which is the safeties. Lest we forget, they they gave up 13 points and 150 yards of offense to Tennessee in 55 minutes. Now, you unfortunately, you play for 60. But what would this conversation look like if that collapse didn't happen 
And now all of a sudden you have this, this Dolphins defense with this run where, I mean, you could be talking about Patriots 17, Chiefs 21, and seven of those were defensive points. Raiders 13, you gifted them some points. Jets 13, you gave them a touchdown there with the pick six. Commanders, Titans would have been 13 if you didn't have the collapse at the end when you didn't have the safeties on the field and everything went to you-know-what, and zero. It's a heck of a run in spite of some injuries to Jalen Phillips and Javon Holland and Deshaun Elliott and Jerome Baker. And it's guys like Duke Riley stepping up to the plate that are allowing this to happen, and those efforts should not be taken for granted. I'm Kyle Krabs. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day. Keep it locked in right here on the Locked On Network. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Fins up. I'll be back again tomorrow. We turn the page. We start to get ready for the Dallas Cowboys. I'll see you then. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.